Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the third season of Parent Talk, everything parenting and more. We are broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. I'm your host, Genevieve Carl, mom of two. I'm also the host of Les Parents Parle, which is Parent Talk's French edition. And you can join me every Wednesday live on the web at Nikki Radio, N-I-K-Y-Radio.ca, from 9 p.m. to midnight Pacific Standard Time. We have a new giveaway contest, so make sure to listen until the end for everything you need to know about this contest. So today we're talking about the power of communication. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi everyone, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk. I am also a mom of two, and I also wanted to share with you all about our brand new sponsor, Leapfrog Gymnastics, here in the Coquitlam area. So Hudson and Alex have been going to classes every weekend, and they're having so much fun. They are, of course, learning lots of great skills, building body awareness and spatial awareness, balance and strength, and of course, having lots of fun together as their coach takes them through these kind of fun and challenging circuits. They're going to get to learn rolls and balances. They're walking their feet up the wall. They're jumping up and down and they're having a blast. Leapfrog Gymnastics is a specialized gym where they specialize in recreational gymnastics. So all the equipment is designed especially for that smaller scale bars, smaller scale boxes, lots of specialized mats, great trampolines and fun ball pit as well. So of course, if you would like to head over to Leapfrog Gymnastics, they are offering our listeners $25 off their first month of classes for new members only with the promo code PARENTTALK. And for more information on programming and birthday parties, you can visit leapfroggym.com and we hope to see you there. Thank you, Heather. Hi, everyone. My name is Trey Clausen, and I am a business owner. I build and create businesses for entrepreneurs, and I am, I'm also a mother. I have six children, um, ages 16 to 32, and two of them I birthed, and four of them are stepchildren. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, to both of you. So, Treya, as a business owner and a communication course leader, Why is communication is so powerful? Well, I think, you know, it's all we have. So for human beings, everything we experience in life is inside of language and communication. And, and for a human being, for, for every single thing that, that shows up in our life happens in communication. So um, I don't think there's anything more important because there's no other way to experience life outside of communication. You only know there's a tree because someone said tree. You only know good because someone said good. You, you learned it. It's how a human being experiences life. And so it's... I'm crazy about that for us, we understand the importance of it because everything that doesn't work in life is inside of a conversation. And 
we make this up often the conversations with ourselves and well we we don't make them up in ourselves they're learned you know if you look at every child i mean every human being is born perfect they're the possibility of everything you know when your child was born there was nothing that they couldn't do just nothing I mean, when you go to a daycare and you, you know, sit and ask, I always like people to do lab tests because, you know, I don't want to be the one that says I know everything. I always like to do my own lab test. So go to a daycare and ask a couple three-year-olds, what do you want to be when they grow up? And they won't say, oh my God, when I grow up, I want to like have two marriages. (laughs) Or, you know, when I grow up, you know, I'm going to be broke or I'm not going to have enough. I mean, they don't talk that way. It is learned behavior. It is no is learned and failing is learned and, and possibility is learned. So it's so critical that, that we actually pay attention. You know, there's this saying that talk is cheap. You know, have you ever heard that? Talk is cheap. I know maybe in you know French Canadian you don't have that saying. Yeah, we have this. <laughs> I never heard this, but yeah, oh, yeah. probably people in, say talk is cheap. I mean, I am like, no, there is nothing cheap about our talk, and we cheapen it. Yeah, and it leaves human beings and people with a world. So I'm. It's 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 the most important thing when you're creating anything in life, whether it's your business, but. I'm especially, especially the importance of growing up our children, rearing our children inside of conversations that are either going to build them or have them be powerless. Can you tell us a little bit about the impact of language on our children? Yeah, it's huge. You know, mostly I work with adults. Right, mostly the work that I do is with adults, and and failures learned. I mean, I, I know we've stopped, we've stopped many things that that we know have been hugeful, hugely impactful on children. You know, do you remember the days when you know you used to stand in the gym and and you would pick, you know, you'd have two kids pick people. Now the impact on that last child being picked is huge, and what did they say? They said, I'm not good enough, or I'm not enough, or I'm not fit enough. And they were left with something. Now, I think we've almost eliminated that from, you know, from our school culture. But, you know, kids grow up, especially in their young ages. And often I hear the first thing a child learns is no, often. No, stop, bad. I mean, that's a... That's a world that's getting created for a child. I can't. Or they're, or they're home and what they hear is, it's hard. And that's learned behavior. I mean, I often work with, you know, business owners trying to create a business and I say, you know, you, what do you want to create? Well, it's hard. Okay, who said? I mean, it's one, it, it might be. But the difference between somebody who's created what they want in life and somebody that hasn't, is a conversation that they have about it. So I think it's critical that we raise our children in environments where the the very source 
that they were born into. They were born into anything's possible. They were born into that. There's not a child that hasn't been designed, that, that, that arrived, you know, into this world without the possibility of everything. So it's, it's critical that, that, they, that they live and grow up in environments that allow that to flourish. I think it's very important for um, the two parents, mm. the two partners, to align each other. Yeah. Do you have any tips for parents? Well, I think, you know, I think that's really important too because, you know, you often hear, you know, teenagers or adults talk about, you know, well, my mom was the positive one, you know, my dad was, you got to work hard, you know, or my dad was, you know, you can do anything and my mom was, but be careful. Um, I think parents really have to align on the conversations that they're having with each other with children, um, because they get it, you know, you're the source of these children. You're the source of, of rearing them and building them and creating them. I mean, you're the front line for, for really the first, they're in your environment for the first three or four years, which is where they, where they start to be human beings, where they start to view life from is, is the conversations that are around them. And often, you know, we, you know, kids and we grow up in, I call them smoke-filled environments where their environments for no possibility, their environments for, you know, hard and stop and don't and can't versus what's possible. And also I would say too, it's, I mean, that's looking at ourselves and what we might be able to be, but it's also about how your child is going to treat others and that sense of kindness and empathy. And if they're in a home that where, you know, one parent is talking down to the other all the time or things like that, then that child is going to see, um, you know, and definitely pick up on that language. And it's definitely not potentially the language we want to have them put out there in the world later too, right? Well, I mean, just if you just stop and look at, you know, your thoughts, and what you think is possible. Where do you think you got that from? You got that from environment. You got it from your parents. You got it from school. You got it from what happened. And, you know, the stuff that's possible for you, you also got. You know, I mean, I, I am who I am because a, a sewing teacher in grade eight said, Trey, you're incredible. You can, you can do this. That conversation was the source of you know, my career today. But, you know, I also, you know, there was failures that are actually, they live on in my life too, that I have to now deal with because I said something, I'm not enough or I'm not smart enough. So it's environment in your home, it's environment with the, with, at school. I mean, kids grow up in environments where there's pass and fail and, and, and they give up. And they don't do things based on stuff that happened that they added meaning to. Mm -hmm. And I think as a parent, if we, uh, even on nonverbal, you know, like if we actually um, uh, criticize each other, like between the two of us, or um, I think our children can actually sense this and... 
um, they might develop that behavior of putting themselves down from what we have created, doing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, you were a child. Mm-hmm. You know, we were all children. And we, we have behaviors that are a match for the behaviors that we grow up inside of. You know, if your you know, parents didn't talk, my, my parents, my mom would, you know, yell and my dad would go in the garage. And that's a behavior that was learned. It's like, oh, that's the way to communicate. Someone gets mad and then the other person goes away. Oh. And, you know, I've had to, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for a while, but I had to learn that that actually doesn't work. You actually stop and get in communication and, and have love present so that your, you know, your children grow up in a family where they see that, yeah, you can actually, I'm, I'm not saying you wouldn't have arguments, but for your children to see that they can actually, you can actually create love and compassion and you can argue, but you can actually do it from a space of love. And I think as, um, two parents together or with our children and, um, aligning each other's um, intentions for the future of our families. That's right. It's, it's quite a fair, we have to take time and communicate about this. And it's probably something that you actually always have to revisit because new things happened and you were not prepared. Like you're not ready for certain things in life and life comes to you as mm. cancer choose. That's right. You know, there's no, oh, maybe non, I'm not choosing it. It just doesn't work like that. Right. That's right. So, I think we have to um, accept the fact that uh, whatever we have, let's say, discussed in the past need to be revisited. And again, communication, it's ongoing. It's mm-hmm. not one communication. Now we talked about this for five minutes. We're going to have, we're going to accept the concept of, of conscious, let's say, conscious parenting. And we read the book and this is it. That's right. I think people um, will be a little bit disappointed If, uh, let's say, they don't take the time to uh, talk about all the steps and all the new things that happens in life. And Mm -hmm. sometimes life comes at having some some amazing, great, happy moment to some pretty deep down moments too. That's right. And I think that's very important to... uh, like be in sync all the time, revisiting yeah, well, each other. I mean, even even in the times when it's not working, I mean, there's, what's our divorce rate, 50%? It's pretty high, yes. Yeah, so parents are divorcing. Now, your child doesn't have to be impacted by that divorce. You know, I mean, when you talk about children, when when a child says their parents are divorcing, it's a very disempowering conversation for a child. And it doesn't have to be. And, you know, I've worked with lots of parents where they actually create their family and there's a separation and it's a new family, but it is a creation and it is a creation in a conversation. I mean, there's, you know, I work with many adults that were impacted when their parents said we're divorcing versus, okay, there's a, we're going to create something new for our family. Because kids actually get it. They're actually really smart. I mean, kids have friends that they don't hang out with. You know, I, my, my daughter came home one day and said, you know, mom is divorced bad. I'm like, I don't know. I said, do you have friends that you have separated from? She goes, yeah. I said, who? She goes, well, you know, I have a friend. I, you know, I don't, I haven't seen her since grade, you know, grade two. I said, okay. And do you still love her? 
Yeah. And you're not together? No. And my daughter actually really got it. But that's divorce is a conversation that is has a huge impact on children. That if parents got together and actually created something, created created a new a new vision for this new family, because it is a new creation. You maybe you'll have two new parents, two new step parents, but it can all be created. I think something that comes back a lot is, uh, you know, when you are with your partners and then someone raised the tone, right? Mm -hmm. To me, I see this as a way of uh, controlling the situation or the conversation. And I think it's very disempowering for the other person. And I I see this being um, a behavior that people go to, to come to control the conversation. And it's, it's, it's really hard, I think, for children to see this. And um, I remember one of my girlfriend was saying, it, got, like, it, it went into a blowout crazy argument with her and her husband. And one of her child started crying, thinking, that's it. My parents are yelling at each other now and they're going to divorce, right? And uh, they, they didn't realize the impact then this would have, this a simple like blowout conversation and uh, the impact of that conversation on their, on their children. Yeah. Well, geez, that's a, that is a, that is a tough one because I always say you've got to, you're bringing your child up in a real world in an unreal way. I mean, parents fight, people raise their voice. I want my child and I'm not saying I don't argue and fight. I want my child, though, to be able to be in any conversation. And when when people get upset, they get upset. But to to raise your children in, okay, there's someone that's upset. And for them to be with that. Because when they go out into the workforce, there'll be people yelling. Now, can anything get get complete and in communication? Yes, it can. I mean, I actually spent a lot of time on this. Like, is it ever okay to yell? You know, is it ever okay? Well, that's what people do. I mean, that's, that's the real world. And, and for us to rear our children in a, in a real world, in a very unreal way, I would rather have my children empowered to be in any communication. And, you know, you clean it up. I mean, I, I I said to my, you know, I really got one day the impact on, you know, my son would get up late, you know, in the morning and I would yell, Jaren, like from upstairs. And I just thought one day, like, I don't want my son to grow up like that. I want him to actually be responsible. And so I actually said to him, I'm not going to yell at you anymore. I'm not going to do that. And he's like, oh, mom, that's crazy. You're, of course you're going to do that. And I actually got, but I actually said, you know what? I, I get that that's an impact on you. Like I get that that's, that's impacting you when I do that. And, um, you know, we have an agreement now that, I mean, it stopped many years ago, but we have an agreement that I don't do that. But I also want Jaron to know that, yeah, people sometimes get, I mean, he gets angry and that you can actually apologize and complete it and deal with it. You know, yeah, mom was angry. Dad was angry. You're angry. So you don't want to have your children grow up in, in uh, an unreal environment. You want them to be able to be in any communication because that's the world. And, you know, that's, that's the world. Yeah, we don't want to sugarcoat it. <laughs> no, we're not bringing up no. Zen. No, we don't. I mean, it'd be nice. It's just, 
not the world right now. So I think what you're saying, it's being real, right? Life will happen. Yes. And um, then y- you just have to complete it with your children. Like sit down. Yes, mommy and daddy. Yes. Uh, we're mad at each other. Yeah. But then we talked it out and we're very much in love. I'm just saying this as, as an example so people can relate to what we're saying here as a as a little example like this, right? Yeah. They've, you've, anything can get solved in communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want, I, what's important to me is that my kids know that anything, they can talk about anything, they can say anything, and the importance of communication on building their life, but also the importance of dealing with stuff in communication, just dealing with it in a conversation. You can get through anything. Human beings are, they're amazing what we've dealt with in the world and, you know, got complete with. Because I think teaching them how to solve problems through yeah, communication, that's right. using your words, mm-hmm. you know, meaning of words are so important. And I think this is something we can definitely uh, teach them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know very well um, you can impact someone with one word. That's right. It's just that simple, right? And it's, uh, it's a lot about listening to. I find yeah, observing, listening, and uh, I think sometimes we even say too much to our children. All what probably they hear sometimes is blah 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 because we're like we don't give them the space. Mm. We just over talk, and especially a little one, they don't understand everything, mm. right? And I think maybe saying something a little bit less, and um, really providing them the space in learning, and the, sometimes in just a little bit we're saying right, yeah. I know for myself, I created in my house a space of yes. Mm, so I removed a lot of the no things. What's the point of keeping things around that I'm going to spend my whole day saying, don't go there, don't do this, don't reach for that, don't bang this, don't, oh, don't, good. don't, don't, right? And um, it doesn't work for me, first mm. of all. It doesn't work for my husband and it doesn't work for my baby. I do not want my children, the, worst, the first word that he's saying is No. No, stop, don't. Oh, yeah. exactly. And I think we're spending the whole, uh, whole time you're saying, don't go there, don't do this. I think it's very important to uh, remove the stuff that you don't need. Stuff is stuff. Yeah. Honestly, we don't need that much. Yeah. When you move, you realize that, uh, oh my God, what is all the things that I have that is not important, right? Yeah. And then um, I did create a space that it's a little bit soft to be. So if he falls or if he hurt himself, I can let him actually grow and try things and he's not going to hurt himself. But I'm not saying all the time, be careful, oh, watch great. yourself. Great. If he falls, he falls, right? Yeah. And um, I uh, brought a lot of uh, friends and moms around and they learned to play with each other. Because mm. I think it, communication is, again, outside of just moms and dad and babies Take your baby out, bring it to the library, look around, like let them explore. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really not about, I mean, we're never going to protect them for, for everything, but it's about empowering them. You know, it's about in, as, as they grow, we give them power. I mean, that's, that's a great example. They're going to fall. And then who are you going to be that they get up? You know, and it starts very, very young. Who are you going to be that, that they, they don't, they don't grow up as careful, scared, timid, insecure children. They grow up as, you know, being inside of a conversation of yes, and I can, and it's possible. 
has them have a very distinct life. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a lot of talk with my husband. So mm-hmm. we had to talk about this and this is what we're going to do. And, yeah, great. and I'm, I'm realizing over and over that, yeah, we have to keep talking about new things. Now he's starting drinking, like, like yeah. other things than formula or breast milk, right? There was a conversation about everything and ongoing. And mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, it's very important to uh, stay, in, stay in sync with your partners yeah. and adapt to every um, level or every stage where your uh, children are at. And I think it goes all the way to teenagers, That's right. to young adults, yeah. right? Even the, more. I mean, yeah. I, think as, I think as they become, you know, school's a huge contributing factor to the conversations that they're in, right? There's the, I'm not good enough. There's the fail. There's the pass. There's the A's. There's the B's. There's the... I'm on the team, I'm off the team. I mean, the environment expands where it's 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 even more critical when they become adults because they're making their choices in life based on the conversations that they are. My mother one day uh, was telling me how it's important to thank your teachers to teach you, to be mm-hmm. a teacher this year. That's right. And I remember at the end of a year, I think it was grade six, which yeah. is quite young, but my mom was, was telling me how important it is to take yeah. people. And yeah, I walked up to my teacher and I said to him, thank you for teaching us all year. And, and I really learned a lot in that year. It was mm-hmm. one of my, uh, you know, you have some teachers that really made a difference That's in your right. life and you remember. So Jean-Claude was his name and I really remember him. And so I, I, th- I took the time to, thank, to say a thank you. And he had tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, this is really something I want to keep teaching my son, um, how to be, um, how to thank people, how to be compassionate. Mm. And I was not a very compassionate person as a young adult. And I learned that through, um, to myself, learning education. Mm. And then uh, it, it brings so much to myself, actually, like yeah. when you really get what it is to be compassionate. And it's, it's something that is um, important for me to teach to my son, but I know it starts with myself. That's right. Right. All right. You're the ultimate teacher. Yeah. Mm. Is there something that you have done with your children, Treya, that, uh, really made you grow? Like, you know, like, or they have told you something, they have done something and you're like, wow, okay. I, you know, as a parent through communication, is there something that, uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you talk to my children, I mean, I, I get cards from them, and my children relate to me as their coach, and my children know that I am their biggest fan, and and it's and they will have people that will tell them no, and they can't throughout their whole life, but it will never be me. It will never, ever be me. You know, people say, don't brag about your children. No, that's my job. That's all I do. My job is to have my children know that I am their biggest fan. I will always be their biggest fan. And they know that anything's possible. And, and, and I spend a lot of conversations with them dismantling the no possibility that is in their environments. And my kids know that. There's, there's nothing that they can't do. 
that brings me a, an idea here. You know, when uh, with Alex, I always get the toy that is actually a little bit more advanced than him, not choking hazard, but mm-hmm. you know, when they put age, yeah. I find they almost categorize things. Yeah. So this is from zero to six months and then it goes on to years and years. And, and then even there's like 14 years old I've seen with those, those little right. mini Legos and stuff like this. And of course I'm, I'm saying it again. I'm not bringing to him like choking hazard toys and stuff like yeah. this, but I'm always ahead. Yeah. And I let him play with it. And I actually usually just do it in front of him. And um, I just don't like to categorize things. Well, if you look at, if you look at, there's tons of examples of really brilliant children. And, you know, I saw a show yesterday with a child that was, she was like four and she had spoken seven languages the only difference between that child and a child that doesn't is the conversations that the parents are about that, that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you just got to feel and trust your children mm-hmm. and um, communicate with them. Yeah. Always. And listening. Yeah. Great. All right. Heather, can you please pick a conversation card for us? Let's play. Okie dokie. So our conversation card today, um, how are you different from everyone else? Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, is I don't think I'm different from anybody else. I think every, well, I know every human being is designed exactly the same and we're, we all come out as the possibility of anything, all of us. I think what has me be different is I actually go to work at, spend time at, having life be for me and the people around me, uh, have people returning to that possibility. I think in a little bit in the same line, yeah. I don't see myself being that different than other people. The, the Maybe the difference that I see is um, I have given up a lot of um, stories Conversations, conversations, Mm -hmm. and uh, with myself, and I'm just taking a stand to be uh, a voice for people in the world. But um, I think everybody is magic inside. Yeah, Yeah, for myself again, same thing. Again, we're not we're not different. And how I like to see myself as trying to be that positive person. And um, I've known so many negative people, and. I don't like to surround myself around negativity and I want to be that positive light and to let other people shine their light and just kind of hmm. really kind of have that positive energy and just really bring that. So yeah. brilliant. Yes. So thank you, Heather, for being here. Thank you, Treya, for You're being welcome. here and helping us be the best fans we can be. Heather, before we go, can you tell us about our VIM giveaway? Yes, I would love to. Our very important moms, we are doing a fantastic giveaway every month, and this is to win over $300 in prizes. So if you would like to have this fantastic prize back all to yourself, all you need to do is find us on Facebook and or Instagram. Of course, more chances to win if you find us on both. And you are going to like our contest post, tag three friends, and comment with your favorite episode. So we have over 100 to choose from, so I know it's going to be kind of tricky to narrow that down, but choose that There's favorite so post. There's so many out there, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, comment with your favorite post. 
and that's going to get you an entry. Now, if you like some bonus entries, make sure you take some more friends, of course. That's going to give you a bonus entry for every um, extra friend that you take. And then, of course, if you share our post, um, that's going to give you three bonus entries. So same goes over for Instagram. Don't forget to like our post, tag those friends, share if you can, and of course, comment with your favorite episode. We cannot wait to hear what you guys have loved over these last you know, couple of years. <laughs> so it's going to be really cool to see that. And of course, we'll be doing the draw for the um, winner at the end of the month. The contest, of course, goes right to the end of November. You have till midnight on the very last day. And then we'll be announcing that November winner in the beginning of December. Yeah, the first week of December. Yes. On our social media, you right? Betcha. That's where we're going to find it. Yes. So... And don't forget, if you want to hear a little bit more about Heather and I, we are releasing some mini episode called Real Mom Moments, where we talk about what's happening in our daily lives. If you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. If you are near us, don't forget to check out Leapfrog Gymnastics and get your $25 off your first month of classes with the promo code ParentTalk. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can always subscribe directly to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca. If you enjoyed today's episode, we are inviting you to share it on your social media. As we all know, parenting can be hard. Yes, it sure can. Yes. <laughs> so remember to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village, and be true to yourself, Definitely, right? Definitely, yeah. yes. So Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.